Hello, everyone. My name is Sarah, and it is a pleasure to welcome you to my chair. In all four Gospels are recorded in numerous occasions when Jesus said, follow me. Jesus invites his followers to spend time with him, to learn from him, and to follow his ways. And that's the journey we'll be taking together through this Lenten season. I'm so glad you've joined me. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the third week of our Lenten journey. My hope and prayer for this session is that you are encouraged and maybe even challenged to take a step into new or deepening spiritual practices. The Lord is always inviting us to move toward Him, right? And so I pray that you and I, all of us, that will say yes to Him in small and increasingly greater ways. This week, we're looking at the practice of Sabbath, and this practice goes way back, all the way back to creation and the Ten Commandments. Of all the practices, perhaps this is the most ancient of ancient. But in our day, we tend to think of Sabbath as just like going to church on a Sunday or the idea of taking a whole day of rest as boring, optional, legalistic, or just not very practical. So I want to set the scene a little bit with this ancient practice and then read God's command from Exodus 20. In Genesis 1 and 2, we have this beautiful poetic language that describes the creation of the world. After six days of work, we're told that God made the heavens and the earth and the sun and the moon and and the plants and the animals and the people all in those six days. And then he rested on the seventh. Was God tired? No, he's infinite. He doesn't get tired. He rested because his work was perfectly complete and very good. Now, what's super cool about reading the creation account is putting yourself in the shoes of the original audience. The book of Genesis, in fact, the first five books of the Old Testament called the Torah by the Jewish people was written by Moses. And who was Moses? Remember, he's the let my people go guy who met with the great I am at the burning bush, who used his staff to show God's power to Pharaoh, the guy who led the Israelite slaves through the Red Sea toward their promised land. He's the guy with with um, that was on the mountain with the stone tablets, right, who directed the building of the first tabernacle in the wilderness. And sometime during all of that wandering in the wilderness, God led Moses to write down the history of God's people and the laws for how they would live under God's governance. So close your eyes and imagine this. Put yourself in the shoes of one of the original audience. You're a slave. Your parents and friends and everyone you know is a slave. You're living in Egypt and you're forced to do work for Pharaoh. And then this guy named Moses shows up and the Lord does some unbelievable miracles. And then the next thing you know, you're on the other side of a sea and you're free. But who are you and who are your people? And where exactly have you come from if you haven't always been slaves? And where in the world is this Moses guy leading all of you? Now imagine the first time you sit and listen to Moses read the creation story. God made everything. And then God rested. Well, what is rest to an enslaved people? For your entire life, you were worked to the bone just to survive. Any form of rest, physical or mental, was a pipe dream. But now you hear God's fourth commandment from Exodus 28 through 11. God said, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but on the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you, nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. So now you are no longer a slave. You and your people no longer belong to Pharaoh, the Lord who saw no value in you beyond your labor and who was trying to destroy you. 
Instead, you belong to Yahweh, the Lord who made you and who has promised you a great land and that you will be a great blessing. And this Lord, well, he's got all kinds of ways that he he knows that you will live your best lives together and in relationship with him. And so he's handing down laws and commandments for how to live. And this Lord, he is calling you to both work and to rest. He is limitless and you are not. So one day a week, he wants you to stop and remember who you now belong to. He wants you to remember that you are free to rest. And he wants, you to, he wants to remind you to trust him. And in case you need a tangible reminder, he's giving your people the task of collecting manna each morning, but just enough for that day, except on the sixth day, and then he's going to provide enough for the seventh day so that you can rest and that you can trust, so you can rest and remember, so that you can rest and worship your creator and Lord, the one who rescued you. And I think that's the same invitation extended to us through this ancient practice, that we would set aside an intentional time to free ourselves from the frantic pace of life to delight ourselves in God, in creation, and in the good gifts he's given to us. So let's look at our calendar. Let's carve out space for Sabbath this week. Perhaps you start with 30 minutes. Perhaps you can find an hour. Maybe you can even do a whole half day or even the entire day. And listen, you can Sabbath alone or with family and close friends. I think the point is to be intentional about slowing down, remembering God's presence, enjoying creation, enjoying the people you love. Disconnect from the busy, frantic pace of the world in every way possible and find rest. God, thank you so much for this gift of rest. Jesus, thank you for showing us that Sabbath is for remembering what life is about and who it is really for. And Holy Spirit, convict us and call us to this practice. Amen. Thank you for joining me in my chair today. If you'd like to share something with me about your own Lenten journey, you can find me at Sarah, with an H, at whoisgrace.com. If you've been encouraged, please like, subscribe, and share this podcast. And for more resources from Grace Church, visit whoisgrace.com forward slash read.